You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. This morning I had this phrase roll around in my heart when we were in worship this morning, and and the same for this service is when he walks in the room, everything changes. Everything changes. So whatever you came in carrying, whatever worry, whatever doubt, whatever anxiety, whatever fear, listen. The Lord is in this place. What happens? It changes. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. So whatever you're carrying right now, just begin to sing it. The Lord is in. Oh, oh wait, it changes. The Lord is in. And when he speaks, it changes. The Lord is in this place. We give it to you. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to invade everything, to change everything, to change everything. So I'm just going to obey the Holy Spirit right now. I have two things that are uh, going on in my spirit. And uh, I think it's less back there. But if it's not, I see Kirsty, and you can, you can pass this on to him. Less, while we were worshiping, I saw almost like something folded up tight. Something had been folded up tight, neatly kind of put away. And, and I heard the Lord say that there's an unlocking coming in your life, an unlocking. And it's almost like you, you've locked things away and said, it's okay. Um, it doesn't have to happen. It's, maybe it wasn't for me. It, it's okay. I'll just lock this away. And the Holy Spirit says that you're walking into a season of unlocking. I don't know what it is. And he says, if you will allow me if you will allow me into that place to unlock it, he says, I will breathe my spirit on it and you will see the things that you hope for come to pass. Gideon, I know this is real bad for me to do when there is somebody on camera and you're cameraing me, but I need you to come down for a moment. I'm so sorry, media team. But when we say the Holy Spirit can invade anything, (laughs) we mean media too. Wayne, come here, please. Come stand here. I love you.
God is so good. Jesus, when you walk in the room, everything does change. When you speak a word, everything changes. So speak this morning, speak to us, speak to us individually. Holy Spirit, you know exactly what we need to hear to cause change in our life. So speak to us, move among us. Thank you for healing in this place, healing of hearts, an incredible rest, an incredible peace to rest on each person. Though we do walk out of here changed because of you, because of looking at you. Move among us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're starting a new series this morning, and we're going to talk about discipleship, being the new normal. The new normal, God is doing something in the midst of churches globally, churches not being the building, being the body of Christ, that God is moving in us. And so all throughout the world right now, we hear the new normal. The new normal is wearing masks, social distancing, washing our hands, which should have not been a new normal for us, but apparently it is, so, so yay us. <laughs> but there's become a new normal, and hopefully this doesn't stay forever, but I'm telling you that God is doing a new normal in the church today where he is causing the body of Christ to rise up and be the church. And our new normal will be seeing the sick healed and seeing eyes opened and seeing ears open and freedom to the captives and, and you know people being delivered from things that they've been carrying for years. This is going to be our new normal. And discipleship is going to be our new normal. And so I want to explain to you today as we go on in the weeks, we're going to talk about what discipleship is. Today I'm going to explain it to you. What does it even mean is our topic today. Discipleship, what does it even mean? But we're going to dissect it as to what the Word of God talks about being a disciple is. And then we're going to go into what it looks like to disciple people. Because discipleship in its simplest form means this, a follower of Christ. It's a follower of Christ. But when you are a follower of Christ, when you are a disciple of Christ, you inevitably will disciple people. 1 Corinthians 11, 1 says, follow me as I follow Christ. So I am a disciple of Christ who disciples. I am a disciple and I also disciple. All of us, not just the pastor, not just the leaders, all of us are called to be disciples of Christ who disciple other people in following Christ. What does it look like to follow Christ? So we're going to talk about that this morning. We're going to start in Matthew 4, verse 18. And it says, as he was walking by the shore of the Lake Galilee, Jesus noticed two fishermen who were brothers. One was nicknamed Kepha, later called Peter, and the other was Andrew, his brother. Watching as they were casting their nets into the water, Jesus called out to them and said, come and follow me and I will transform you into men who catch people for God. 
Immediately they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus. Leaving there, Jesus found three other men sitting in a boat, mending their nets. Two were brothers, Jacob and John, and they were with their father, Zebedee. Jesus called Jacob and John to his side and said to them, Come and follow me. And all at once they left their boat and their father and they began to follow Jesus. So I want to focus in on three um, phrases, I guess, or words that were said there. Not words, three phrases. And it was when Jesus went to them and he said this. He said, come. Then he said, follow me. And then he said, I will transform you into men who catch people for God. I love that. But there's three things that he says. The one, the first one is he says, come. Come. And that is the place of believing in Jesus, where he says, come. It's the place of believing. It's the place of salvation. It's the place where we hear Jesus call us and we said, yes, I will come. I am answering the call of Jesus who is calling me to himself. That, that's, that, that's that place where we come to him, the place of salvation. But then there's a step further that he says, follow me. Follow me. That is the place of discipleship. That's the place of being a disciple, the place of following after Jesus. So first of all, when you follow something, when you're following something, that means that that's your focus. That's what you're looking at. That's what you're after. See, if Adam and Wayne, both after church were like, follow me, and Wayne's like, I'm going to Montana's, and Adam's like, I'm going to Mr. Mike's, I couldn't follow both of them. I'd have to make a decision which one I'm going to look at, which one I'm going to follow after, because I can't follow two things. So this place of Jesus showing up and saying, come, and then he says, follow me. He's saying, you're, you're going to have to make a decision to turn and follow after me, to turn from what you were following to follow me. It's this place beyond just believing in Jesus. To making a decision that you, wherever you lead, I'm going after that place. Because there are many people in the Bible that believed in Jesus. But not all of them were followers. And I'll show you that in a bit. But they liked Jesus. They liked being around Jesus. They were healed by Jesus. They liked talking with Jesus. He was a great guy to be around. They, they believed who he was and he was the son of God. They were believers in who he was, but they were not followers of him. And so Jesus shows up to this place and says, come, follow me, follow me, watch me. Watch me, walk with me. And then there was the third one that says, and I will transform you. Come, follow me, and then I will transform you into men who catch people. But here's the thing that we often do, many of us do, is, and, 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 and it's backwards. But what we do is we, we come and, and we believe in Jesus, and then he says, follow, and then we say, Sure, I'm going to follow you once I transform my life. 
once I fix the things that need to be fixed. See, I've got some areas in my life that aren't perfect and aren't worthy of following after you. So yes, I'm gonna get to the following once I fix myself. And that's backwards. He says, come, follow me, follow me. And in the following, I'll transform your life. But many of us have it backwards. We're trying to transform. Or maybe we're just even trying to get it all together. Like once I have my career and once I have my education and once I have all of these things, then I'll follow you. He says, no, listen, listen. The transformation happens in the following. Because whatever you look at changes you. Whatever you behold, whatever you're constantly looking at is what you become like. We have in this era now is on Instagram, on everywhere, on YouTube, on all these places, we've got influencers. And what are they there for? To influence your life, to influence your decision-making, to influence the things that you believe. That's why they're called influencers because they influence your life. And so we look at them and we behold them and we, we begin to change the way we are by what we're beholding on. A, and it's subtle. We don't even recognize we do it sometimes. But it changes the way we think. It changes our morals maybe. It changes suddenly I want to buy things that they have. Suddenly I, 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 I may have, um, maybe I'll start dressing like they dress or whatever it is. But it's because I'm beholding something on a regular basis. For some of us, it's friends. For some of us, it's TV or gaming or whatever it is. But what you're constantly beholding, and I'm not saying those things are bad, don't get me wrong. I'm saying whatever you're beholding on a regular basis is what changes you. And Jesus shows up in this moment and he says, come, follow me. Meaning, come, look at me. Come, keep keeping your gaze on me. You're going to want to look this way. No, look this way because as you have continue to look this way, I'm going to change who you are. So you begin to follow after him. And as you're following after him, you begin to look like him. You begin to talk like him. You begin to see like him. You begin to speak like him. And everything that you do begins to look like who he is. Because as you were following, he was transforming. And see, the thing is, is that the world is looking for Jesus and how are they going to find him by looking at us by us rising up as the church and our new normal being the place of followers of Jesus disciples of Jesus those that obey when he speaks you see there's a difference between believers and followers, and not that believers are bad, don't get me wrong, we have all started at that place. We had to start at that place, that's an important place. I'm just saying there's more. There's deeper that he's calling us to. And maybe we're following in some areas, but not all the way. He's saying, listen, I am calling for the body of Christ to follow, follow me, look to me. But believers, they hear the Spirit of God. They can hear the Spirit of God speaking, but there's a difference. Followers will obey what the Spirit of God says. Followers will obey. John 8:30 says this. 
As he was saying these things, many believed in him. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I want to point out where he says he was speaking to all of those who believed. But then he goes to tell them something deeper, and he says, my, how does he say it here? The ones who abide in my word, those ones are truly my disciples. In other words, to say, there are those that believe, but then there are those that are really my disciples. There are those that really follow after me. I read this, and I didn't make this myself, so I'm, I'm going to read it to you, but it talks about believers, and it talks about disciples. And, and I think that even in this myself, I can see, um, you know, parts where there are areas where I need, to, I need God to transform in my life. So it's not to bring condemnation, but it's to open our eyes to this place that God is calling the church to come after him. So it says, a believer believes that Jesus is Savior, but lives to please himself. A disciple believes that Jesus is Lord and lives to please God. A believer exalts their opinions, feelings, thoughts above the word of God where a disciple learns to exalt the word of God over their opinions, feelings, and thoughts. A believer goes to church to hear what God's word says, where a disciple goes to church to do what God's word says, where the Bible says to, be, to not be hearers of the word only, but to be doers of the word, lest you deceive yourself. A believer is accountable only to themselves, where a disciple is accountable to many. A believer serves God based on convenience. This is what feels right to me. I, I don't feel like doing this today. I, I'm whatever, right? I'm too tired. I don't really want to listen to what you have to say, God. A disciple serves God based on conviction. Like there is something inside of me that no matter what, I have, I have to do what he's called. I have to do it. A believer seeks to know God through religion. In other words, what are the steps? What do I got to do be, to be a believer? What, what do I got to do? And you want, you want the steps. You want pray, read your Bible, do those things, and then you are in good standing with God. Not that is, any of it's true but it's this place of religion where a disciple seeks to know God through relationship with him. A believer follows God as long as everything is going well. A disciple follows God regardless of their circumstances. A believer chooses their own path and asks God to bless it. Who's been there? A disciple asks God to choose the path and then follows his direction. A believer is full of pride when they are doing well and full of pity when things are going bad. In other words, you know, 
things are going good and it's me and I did this and I'm amazing and just like, you know, and then when things go bad, where were you, God? You left me. What'd you do? A disciple is full of gratitude because God's love never fails. So no matter if things are going great or things are going bad, I'm, I'm good because I know who I'm following. I know that the one that I'm following is faithful and he loves me like crazy and I, I'm okay. I'll get through this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because his rod and his staff comfort me because I'm, I'm following the one that's holding it all together. A believer follows the way of the world that seeks to go higher. What can I get from this? I'm about position. I'm about placement. Who's going to look at me? What can others see? They're about going higher. Where a disciple follows the way of Jesus that seeks to go lower. Humbling themselves. So back to the verse that we read at the beginning. Jesus called out to them and said, Come and follow me. I will transform you into men who catch people for God. And immediately they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus. And praise and worship team, you can come. And I believe that we're going into this journey because this is the place that God is calling us to to say, not to be a people that say, what's in it for me? What can I get? But to go from this place that says, I'm a follower after Jesus and I would lay down everything to follow you. That I'd give up everything because I must have you. In Psalms 24 verse six, is a verse that I believe is really fitting for our house right now. Someone asked me, I was at a wedding last night and somebody said <laughs> randomly like, what's your favorite verse? Like, what's my favorite verse? Like, you can, <laughs> it's like a weekly thing. Like, I, <laughs> I don't have a favorite verse, but this is what I quoted to them because I believe it's for our house right now as God is calling the body of Christ to himself to look at him to follow him, to leave some of the things behind, some of the things that you've been following and begin to look after, look, look after him. He says, these, verse 20, or verse six, these are the people who chase after him. Like Jacob, they look for the face of God. And I just declare that over our house this morning. That these are the people, this generation, are the people that chase after God. That we are the ones that look for the face of God. We are the ones that look for the face of God because we know that as we look to him, he changes us. And as we begin to look to him that the things of earth grow dim 
So Jesus, we look to you. And Holy Spirit, those things that you're speaking to us to leave behind because you've called us to greater. You've called us to more. You didn't tell us to come just to leave us there. You told us to come so that we could follow after you and you could transform our lives from the inside out because greatness was to come. So Jesus, we follow after you. Holy Spirit, speak to our lives to the things that we need to let go of. up in us. Let the fire of God begin to burn so bright in us that, that, that we, we can't stop. We must have more of you. Let us be a people who follow wholeheartedly after you. A people who seek your face. Like Jacob, a people who chase after you. We'll be God chasers. In Jesus' name, amen. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.